feel like we need a bit of a disclaimer at the beginning of this show. I feel like we need a better intro than what we've been doing, but you go on with your thing and then... Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, yeah. op- I'm open to better intros, but, you know, okay. th- there was an episode and I got some feedback where we mentioned that it was really hot, like a really hot day. We were sweating just profusely. We were just sweltering. And everything I everything I do I do profusely. <laughs> and then someone really, you know, listened to the uh, that specific episode and it happened to be cold on that day. And they said, "Have you lost your mind? Like, you know, it's freezing out, not freezing, but you know, it's between, you know, 5 to 12 degrees Celsius." And I said, "I can't control when you listen to this episode." It's recorded not on the same day. You know, that's obvious. And I have no control if the weather will be the same as the day we recorded. So, you know, we're not going to lie and be like, oh, it's it's really, you know, when we're recording saying, oh, boy, it sure is. And then look at the forecast raining and be like, wow, it sure is rainy outside today. Like, that's not going to happen. It just Did this genuinely happen? Not not actually, but someone was just like, oh, my gosh, like, it's what do you mean it's sweltering out? And I'm like, dude, we, we recorded it like a week ago, you know, or like or five yeah, or six days ago. That's literally the equivalency of going to your shelf right now, <laughs> grabbing your Home Alone DVD, putting it in your, your DVD player, and then right. going, what the shit? It's not Christmas. <laughs> Very true. And actually, interesting you mentioned Home Alone, because there's a film that... Kind of references Home Alone. We'll talk about later, but that's very, yeah, very spot on. Precisely. Welcome, um, welcome, welcome, welcome to my least favorite podcast that I am a host on. Mm. But it's also your most favorite podcast that you are a host on. It's, it's up there. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know if I can commit. Okay. To, to, to my favorite favorite. Okay. But. All right. Put us up there. It's up. How there. are you doing? I'm good. How, how are you? Good. I've. This is a weird week. Mm. Because we're we're doing something that we ain't never done before. Right. We are. I well, I can think of a couple of different ways. Which way are you meaning that we're doing something new? The circumcisions. <laughs> That's not the direction what I thought. You? Oh, okay. I feel like there were two different ways we could take it. So, All so right. the first is we're actually recording some stuff back to back. So that's that's like stuff behind the curtain that no one would really ever realize. Oh yeah, no, that's not. We, that's we've a, done that before. We've, yeah, we've the, recorded oh, multiple episodes. Back oh, to back. that's so true. Well, then the other thing is that instead of moving onward to the next year that we review film, we're actually doubling up on 2016. We are acknowledging the the first place losers from last week. <laughs> well, so we had our vote for 2016 and La La Land won, but Hacksaw Ridge mm. was not that far behind. And it was close no. enough that you and I looked at it and we said it would almost like we want to honor the people that voted so much because they both had it wasn't just like, oh, they both received votes. Let's review them both. Like they were both strong and they were both close to the finish line and obviously you guys are interested in hacksaw ridge as well so we said let's let's devote an episode to it well also you hadn't seen hacksaw ridge and in our um in an episode that we did where we ranked our top 10 films Mm. you used 
uh, Saving Private Ryan as one of yours. Yes, I did. And at the time, I made a pretty bold statement. I'm I'm glad you're taking this here because I wanted you to reiterate kind of your stance here because it was pretty so bold. This, the, the stance that I made, mm-hmm. uh, and I've got a disclaimer to follow this stance. Okay, but that's fair. The stance that I made, you you listed the reasons why you love Saving Private Ryan. Sure. And I didn't disagree with any of those reasons. I didn't say nope. yep. no, no, no. That you know that reason doesn't count because mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. No. What I did say was, I hear your reasons. Mm-hmm. However, for every reason that you've listed, I personally believe that Hacksaw Ridge is better. Hmm. That that in every category, for all the reasons you love uh, Saving Private Ryan, mm-hmm. I love Hacksaw Ridge right. more. Sure. Now, the disclaimer I want to give sure. uh, is A... That was, I mean, that's a, it was a personal opinion. I, w- I wasn't trying to sure. state a fact. I wasn't trying to put anything in stone for mm-hmm. anyone other than me. Sure. The other is I don't expect you to agree. Sure. Um, I don't think I've swayed you. And, and, for the rec- um, and, and just to stop you, for the record, you haven't uh, convinced me of that even after watching the film. But we'll get right, to it. Right. I still and, think it's a good I- film. Yeah, and I didn't think I would. I sure. do think, though, um, and I think maybe we discussed this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I think there was no chance, even even if, even if it is a better film, I don't think it had a chance of swaying you mm. because there's no because you had a bias. Going oh, sure. It. Yep. Um, yep. You had emotional attachment to Saving Private Ryan. Sure. Probably, probably viewed uh, 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 Hacksaw Ridge sort of as as a, a contending champion, mm-hmm. um, and and so maybe felt a little bit of like subliminal defensiveness going in, mm. um, and, and and just ultimately <laughs> like I don't, I don't think. You should. I don't think anyone should ever quickly after one viewing of a film. No one should ever let that film replace one of their top ten films. Hmm. If you did, if you had, if you'd come out of it and you're like, oh yeah, I, I'm bumping, mm. I'm bumping Save it Private, Saving Private Ryan sure. out, uh, and I'm I'm gently inserting this one into that slot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say eh, you, you're you're. <laughs> You're not approaching this logically. You're just, mm. you know, you're too trigger happy here. Figure, yeah, too trigger happy. Maybe basing it on an emotional emotional whim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I didn't expect it. I didn't expect it to sway you. I didn't. Sure. I, I and and you know, I don't think I, I don't think I would have wanted it to. Mm-hmm. I think I think it would have hurt your credibility mm. if it had. Logically, I, I get where you're coming from with that thought process. That makes sense. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Thanks, man. <laughs> I can always I can always count on you to back me up when I'm speaking out of my ass. So that's <laughs> that's what it's very validating. I can just what, I can just go on a on a tangent and you're that's like, what oh, pod, yeah, no, podcast 100%. homies do, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's do. You want to break this in with some trivia? Yeah. Let's uh, let's get into it. Sure. One. It's only one question this week. Just one. Wow. Mm-hmm. True or false? 
was there a World War II? True. <laughs> True. <laughs> True or false? Although, you know what? I bet you there's probably, there's probably, with all the crazy conspiracy theories that are out there, Oh, there's probably lo- some line of thinking that would try to... Try to claim that there was no World War II, that it I mean, was a, a yeah. hoax. When people... In order to prove around Earth or something, I don't know. I don't know. They're, they're, you know, when people say Titanic was a hoax or the Holocaust was a hoax, you're probably mm-hmm. right. There's some facet, some area of people that probably think it didn't happen. It's true. Yeah. Okay, so this question is not Sean Connery related. It's, uh. it's Mel Gibson related. Ooh. And I want you to tell me what, so, so and obviously for those who know or, or don't know, uh, Mel Gibson directed this film. He directed yes. Hacksaw Ridge. Sure did. Okay. What was the first film that Mel Gibson directed? Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can only, that's to, uh... I can only think of one other film that he's directed. Okay. And I don't think that, I don't think that's it. Okay. Do you, I, I didn't plan to give you options, but would you like some options? Uh, yeah. I mean, either that or phone a friend. <laughs> and you're, I'm already, we're on the phone. So you're the only guy I could call that. Uh, would probably have the answer. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you four options, okay? All right. The first is Apocalypto. The second, Passion of the Christ. The third, Braveheart. And the fourth, The Man Without a Face. Oh, man. Um, See, I, I... I haven't heard of the man without a face. Okay. Um, I didn't know that he directed Braveheart. He maybe did. Did that could be a red herring. That could be. Um, I don't. I didn't know he directed Apocalypto. So the only like I mean the only one that I. The only one that I was thinking it could be was the passion. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I have to go with the passion just out of uh, by by default. Sure, that's that's fair. Um, so it was actually the film I had never heard of either. It was called The Man Without a Face. Uh, but it was in 1993. The the biggest walk away that I got from this that I found just really interesting is I had no idea he directed Braveheart. No idea. Yeah, me neither. Uh, I actually have a trivia question for you. I'm all ears. I mean, it's not really a trivia question. It's more, it's kind of like a flex, but it's a weird flex because it's not even really my flex to flex. (laughs) Okay. If that makes sense. I guess. Uh, True or false. Okay. Uh, a 1984 film, Mel Gibson film, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. called Mrs. Sothel, okay, was filmed at my girlfriend's family farm in 1984. I mean, 
with how specific, I feel like it's true all the way. No, false. What a stupid... What a, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Wow. Uh, this crazy. Yeah, so it's, uh, we haven't watched it. Mm. I don't know why we haven't watched it. But like literally a family farm that I was at less mm. than seven days ago. Do you, I want to watch this now. How have you, how have you not watched this? I, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, I guess they were like, they were scouting, like they were flying over. So her grandparents owned the farm, but then like right. all the extended family book time at it. Like nobody oh, lives there. It's cool. like a 150 year old farm and they sure. like, yeah. it's kind of like a, like a timeshare type thing mm. situation they have, sure. right? Like, like a cottage. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I guess they were, they were flying over in the early eighties and, and saw a property they liked and contacted the owner, which was my girlfriend's grandfather. And so there's like, (laughs) there's, so here, this is where it gets better. Um, the, uh, the, like the, the production crew. So, um, Mel Gibson's in it. Yeah. And Diane Keaton is in it. Hmm. Uh, and so they were both at the farm and would like eat their lunches or like they would eat inside the, like in the kitchen. Like they hung out in the house when they weren't like shooting. Wow. And there's a picture somewhere of Mel Gibson, maybe Mel Gibson, but definitely Diane Keaton sitting on a couch that we have right now. That's that, that's pretty cool. My girlfriend and I have, yeah. Like it's like this is this is the Diane Keaton couch. This is it. Yeah. Very cool. So, that is very. That's my cool. flex. That's that, my flex. It's not really my flex to flex because I haven't even seen the damn movie. Sure. But it's a fun piece of history. It's it it's is her her family. Uh, information about that is on the Wikipedia page for the film. Oh, cool. And the cool, IMDb. Cool. Interesting. Which makes it, which makes it actually legit. Yeah. Yeah, it confirms it. So, mm-hmm. so tell me, my friend, mm-hmm. if that really is your name, what are your <laughs> thoughts on uh, on Excellent. this cinematic adventure? Okay, so first off, I'm going to say, because I might dip into some things that I didn't like as much, I'm obviously going to talk about things I liked, but I just want to make it plain and simple before, like, I just want to state this. Obviously, this film depicts a true, true hero a film right. telling a story that's worth being told and obviously thanks to him and all who've served for our freedom. Like I, I just, I feel like I have to say something when you watch a film that depicts something from World War II and and honestly just so intensely portrays like battle scenes, horrific experiences. It, it, it seems like the right thing to do. It seems like the only thing to do. So I yeah. feel like I just wanted to get that off my chest right out of the way. Um, on and, on a, a, and a true story, which I'm a sucker mm-hmm. for. Yes, a true story. Yep. Uh, you know, I, I I obviously liked it, and a couple points I might veer off and say these are some problems I had with it, or obviously I didn't enjoy it as much as Saving Private Ryan, and I'm just making sure. comparisons to it because we we've brought it up in past conversation. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think this film covers a personal conflict very well and how to overcome it amidst various types of trials and conflict. Right. I've, so, cause he's a, he's a conscientious objector. objector. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think I, I want to serve in the military. 
I don't, I, I refuse to carry a weapon. Right. And I think something that's unique about this type of character arc and specifically, I think it gels well because it's, he has these kind of convictions and, and this belief system. I feel like we don't see a huge change or growth in him and more so, you know, because he, he, he has these convictions that are rooted in his early life and we've seen that and, and that doesn't change. What we see more is just affirmation and more him galvanizing going through all this adversity and that's more the character arc that we see. And I think this film does it well. Um, and specifically about him, because it's a personal story, just this film depicts the war well. It depicts one's man, one man's dedication while maintaining his convictions. And yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll get to some problems I have in a minute. This film did really come to a head for me. And it wasn't at the end. It was maybe like 80% of the way through the film. And it's the let me get one more sequence. Yeah. Please, and th- please, Lord, let me just get one more. Yeah. And I, I got shivers in that because it's one thing for to write a script that kind of have has all these events leading to a point. But you realize like this is based on a true story. He did where, this. Where he did this. Like he was had bullets whizzing by his face and, and shrapnel blowing by his head. And he was still, let me just save one more person. If I can just save one more person, that's all I want to do. And that sequence to me was just so powerful. And it, mm-hmm. I, I literally got shivers during that sequence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, ultimately, it's it's a, a film worth watching. Definitely. I agree. Mm-hmm. It made what, my honorable mentions. I, it, it didn't make my top ten. Sure. But, but, but it but made it's, my honorable mentions. Which is fair, which is a valid accomplishment. Yeah. Do you want me to get into the cons, or do you want to talk about what you liked? I mean, there's a couple. I'll talk about a couple of things. I'll point out a couple of things. Sure, please. Um, one very interesting role for Vince Vaughn. Very interesting. Yeah, we're it is. we're used to seeing Vince Vaughn in sort of a comedic, that fast talking, <laughs> you know, kind of same right. character that he plays in absolutely every movie. Sure. Um, I really liked him in this. I was mm-hmm. like, this is you know. Uh, to see it's always fun to see a comedic actor branch out and do something different sure yeah um so so i like that um i i think one thing that this film does really well Mm -hmm. um is yeah is its depiction of the battlefield Mm. um and i would say that for anyone uh, like whenever I'm recommending this movie to someone, except maybe I didn't say this to you cause I, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, I always say, don't watch this if you can't handle gore, right? If you can't handle gruesome shots. Don't, don't watch this because, don't. um, and, and I would say so much so that, uh, I think it's more, I think, once this film gets going, because there's there's very much two sections to this movie, mm, right? Yes. There's at home and on the military base, and yep. then the other section, which happens about halfway through, is sure. in is in battle. Mm-hmm. And the in battle portion of this, I would say, is more gruesome in its depiction at times. 
more relentlessly just doesn't hold back, doesn't try to sugarcoat anything, just shows you this is what it is. Mm. Uh, a little bit more so than Saving Private Ryan did. Saving Take Private joy. Ryan is gruesome. Sure. The the D-Day scene oh, at the beginning yeah. is gruesome. Mm-hmm. But but something something about this I think I think I think what's laid out slightly better about about Hacksaw Ridge is that the people who you're seeing get shot to bits and blown up and holding their guts in mm. are people who you've just spent half a movie growing with, getting mm. attached to. True. Right. Where the issue with Saving Private Ryan is you see a bunch of people getting blown up at the beginning and it's really tragic, but these people mm-hmm. don't mean anything to you. You don't know who any of these people are. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so there's that. I think there's a lot of really funny comedic moments, um, like with Hollywood when he's he's got to run the the obstacle course naked. <laughs> right. I think that's really good. Um, the 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 moment in this film for me uh, is just two more things here. The the, the moment no. in this film for yeah. me that 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 gives me chills sure yes yes the the lord let me get one more that that's really cool sure um but i mean you mentioned that that desmond doss our our main character doesn't really grow he doesn't have any growth um that he's just kind of a he's just kind of a a a constant Mm. but i think what's really interesting is he causes everyone else in this film to grow. Mm, interesting. Right? And so you, like, uh, when you've got a film and you have a character that grows, mm-hmm. there's usually a catalyst to that. There's usually another character who is helping them see things from a different perspective or inspiring them or educating them or w- mentoring them or whatever, right? And mm-hmm. through through those actions your main character grows and learns and, and whatever. Mm-hmm. However, in this film, if that were to happen to Desmond, that would be a bad thing. Right. Because he's not the one with the issue. Mm-hmm. It's everyone else that right. he needs to, to convince. And so the, uh, the moment that that really, as you know, I'm going to steal your terminology, um, the moment where that really comes to a head for me mm is when he ignores battlefield protocol when he's got so he's he's going around and he's administering morphine to people uh and then putting them on stretchers and 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 getting them pulled out of there Hmm. and he comes across a guy who's got i think he's got like his legs blown off or something Mm. um and and he's uh, he's in rough shape, and he's he's in he's in such a, a state that military protocol would be this guy's this guy's dead. Sure, you're not yep. gonna you're not gonna save this guy. He's not gonna make it. Right, and, and even the other medic says, you know, haven't you ever heard of triage like this? Why are you wasting your time? Yeah, yeah, and so and and so there's this great moment where that other medic, where he, you know, where Desmond like gives him the morphine and says, you know, carry this guy back, get him out of here, um, and the medic looks at Desmond and says, this guy, he's not going to make it. Mm-hmm. 
right? Don't bother. He's not going to make it. Right. And Desmond looks back at him with a piercing look hmm. and says, you don't know that. Mm. Right. Right. Y- yeah. You know, yes, we could save the morphine by not giving it to him. Sure. Yes, it's it's very possible that mm-hmm. he's not going to make it. That we're right. going to carry him back. He'll die of infection. He'll die from blood loss. He'll die from whatever. Mm-hmm. But you don't know that. You don't know that. Yeah. Don't and give until up on that him. happens. Mm-hmm. Until that happens, we're going to save this man's life. And, right. and to me, that's that. And at the end of the film, when Desmond, when when the recording of the actual Desmond's voice doesn't really doesn't really present you any new information, but just kind of affirms mm. that what you just watched is his testimony, is his story. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, very powerful and, stuff. And to me, that's, you know. Mm. Uh, and and then the final thing, this movie uh, is just one more instance of me seeing Andrew Garfield on a screen and thinking to myself, Wow. <laughs> you are you are a world class actor. He is. He's so yeah. good. Andrew Garfield is is quickly becoming one of my favorite actors. That's fair. You know, I say this in all joking like in a joking way, but you know, men in this film put aside their wedding crashing and spider manning for the sake of their country, but it is very cool to see a little bit with Vince Vaughn, but I think more so with um, uh, Andrew. These are two actors that get to flex or at least spread their wings a bit. And specifically with Andrew, he, he fantastically portrays this role. And you're right. He is a, he is an underappreciated actor. He's so good. He is very good. Hugo Weaving plays his father brilliantly. Very very brilliantly. Emotionally scarred, drunk veteran. He's seen some stuff. Yeah. And 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 the warm tingles that it gives you when this father who's been anything but supportive up until this point mm. comes to Desmond's trial. Yes. And basically comes to Desmond's rescue. Oh yeah. 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 And 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 yeah, and there's a great moment where it's like you know, where his father's his father's trying to get in to talk to all the right people in order to Mm. To to you know to get the message through to them and 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 help his son out and someone points out that's a that's a World War One uniform that doesn't mm-hmm. you know right that's 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 an outdated uniform mm-hmm. and he just looks at he looks at them and goes like when did this uniform stop meaning something yeah when did you know this this uniform sacrifices it represents a sacrifice. When did when did my I service made. and sacrifice become irrelevant? Like yeah. that is yeah. yeah. It's it's ah there's so many there's so many moments. Mm-hmm. I love this movie. Mm-hmm. Love it. So on that note then I'm going to get into a couple things that Yeah, that's 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 great man. <laughs> I just said I really like this movie and you're like, "Well, in that case, let's just let dump me on tear it. it down a couple of now, notches." The, these things are more critiquing it on just a film perspective because I want to make it clear it's a good film 
and the underlying story is great. It's just more from a film flow perspective. I'm wondering if I would have liked it a bit more if there was a couple of modifications. So no, 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 no. Pete hates the veterans. That's the only thing that's <laughs> no, going to come no, across no, no. from this. Don't so say could... face, man. <laughs> so one aspect, one thing that I'd maybe change or abbreviate. I wouldn't. I would have enjoyed an abbreviation of some of maybe the first half of the film, some of the adversity uh, that he faced specifically in the boot camp, but throughout that first half of the film with everyone kind of giving him a tough time. And I understand its significance both in the film and in real life. And it's very. It, it has to be portrayed to a certain degree. Just for me, I felt it dragged a little bit. It felt a little long. And it's, to me, I think you can summarize it is it's, ta- it's, it's the subject of human intolerance. So all the people around him not tolerating his beliefs. They're not tolerating his differences. They're not acknowledging his beliefs. And to me, that, that summary statement, that's obvious and non-debatable. Like anytime you are not being adherent or not adherent, you're not allowing others to keep their morals and beliefs or uh, rights and freedoms. Like to me, that's just non-negotiable. And so for me, it's like in the film, we've been there, we've done that. I get it. Everyone else is an a-hole. He's trying to keep his morals. Uh, from a film perspective, I would have been okay if, hey, I get the picture He's facing a lot of adversity. Let's move on with the story. Um, so that's that's one thing I would have changed a little bit. I just felt it got a little little long, little long in can, that aspect. Can I can I offer a rebuttal? Oh, for sure. Um, I think I think they could have shown even more because mm. my like my thoughts on this are, um, you know, what what are the aspects of Desmond that made him a hero? Sure, you've got the fact that he saved all those lives. Sure. Um, but it is a miracle, a miracle that Desmond even got that far. Hmm. Okay. I think, I think showing the, rele- like the film relentlessly shows you mm-hmm. until you're like, okay, I've had enough, mm-hmm. shows you just how steadfast he needed to be not only in his uh in his wish not to use a weapon mm. but in his wish to serve in the military and not use a weapon right so like at right. any point right. he could have picked up the two things he could have done at any point which would have in- give, granted him instant relief right. pick up a weapon right. and use it or go the hell home. Mm-hmm. No one. They weren't like you have to stay in the military and you have to serve. Mm-hmm. No. If, if you're not, if you're not going to use a gun, get out. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. no, no. I I I I want to help people. I want to I want to save people. Mm-hmm. But I will not use a gun. And and got the shit beaten out of him. And multiple got times mocked and mm-hmm. got abused Ridiculed. in every possible way. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I think that's like I think I think it was important to show how much he had to endure. Mm. Yeah, right. How unrelenting the torment that he went through just to 
you know, and, and, and that the lives that he saves are the lives of the people who were beating him up. Mm. Right. Right. You, you really had to have all of those guys painted as villains Mm -hmm. before. I I wonder if this is, I wonder if I'm curious to watch this film again, and I'm sure I will watch it again because it was a, a good film. I'm wondering if maybe upon a second viewing, I might appreciate more of, or maybe, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to make a decision off one viewing. I think, I think what it just boiled down to is when I was watching it, I, I was, I was understanding what the film was trying to tell me. And with saving private Ryan, one of the reasons I love the themes of the film is because it's a, it's, it's not a clear cut is it right or is it wrong? They're putting multiple men are putting their lives on the line to save one individual to send him home. And it's the only reason this individual is elevated or wanting to be saved is because all his brothers have deceased and the military deems that worthy of him going home. So the whole family isn't devastated and and there's no clear cut answer. Is it, is it warranted? Is it not? And it's kind of ambiguous and, and just, it, there's a bit more of controversy and it, it needs to be shown throughout the film just because there's no clear answer with this. I, I think I just got what the film was laying down and I was just so ready to move on. I'm like, these guys are in these leaders, superiors and his cohorts are intolerant to his beliefs and that like there's zero room for that obviously in society. So I was like, let's, let's move on as a film. And, and maybe, maybe if I viewed it again, I would appreciate it a little bit differently. Like I'd understand. Yeah, I'm, really, I'm, I'm really curious to see what happens when you view it a second time, because mm. I think the statement you're making right now could be said about a lot of things. And I'm about to touch mm. an untouchable. Oh, whoa. Um, what? But at what point during the two towers do you... <laughs> no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Yeah, wait. no, 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 At please. what point during the two towers do you just say... Right. We get it. Frodo and Sam are lost among these rocks. They're mm. close, but they're far. They keep getting right. lost. They're they're the guy like literally for ninety percent of that film. Sure, they're in the same set that they've just rearranged. Like from a film <laughs> behind the scenes aspect. Sure, they're in the same set that's just been rearranged a couple of times to make it look like different locations. Right among these rocks. Sure, right for for a four hour film. Sure. And so, like, at what point, you know, at what, yeah. at five minutes in, you're like, okay, I get it. They're lost. Right. Yeah. You know. Um, but, so but, I'd it, argue, it, but I'd argue the importance is, hey, they're lost. Who cares? Uh, you, you kind of just chalk it to they're navigating their way to Mordor. What's more being watched is Frodo and Sam's relationship changing, Frodo and Gollum's relationship changing, kind of the, the dynamics with that and how that influences the overarching story. Yeah, it, it, it possible. But but, Anyways, but I, I, I we'll agree I'll, to disagree. Yeah, and I'll hear what you're saying. It's fair. You you the the argument I made you can make for other films, and it can be hypercritical a little bit. Sure. The only okay. other thing that I think I had a problem with everything else was very small and kind of nitpicky, like a blue screen here, blue screen there. I think there were a couple times, and I'm sure most war films delve into this a little bit, but I felt like there were some kind of cliche tactics at times or some cheap tactics in other times. So just when they're approaching Hacksaw Ridge and someone literally says, nobody can survive that. And then literally like there's like a hillbilly disheveled, grizzled veteran shivering in the corner. 
and he's like, oh, but they can. It, or, or like when they're in the foxhole and the biggest a-hole in the company comes around to the protagonist and he literally says, I misjudged you. Like, I feel like that is a cliche in itself. So there, the, there I were misjudged times... you moment is definitely a cliche, but didn't it give you chills a little bit that just like that, you know, that these, this, this sigh mm. of relief that that's one less mm-hmm. obstacle that we have now is this dirtbag comrade. Yeah. You know, I won't say it, it did not give me chills. The one thing I will say is it's a bit different when it's a true story because I can't just um, fault the writers for saying, oh, I can't believe you you kind of just fell in on this cliche. Like it, if if that's what happened, that's what happened. If a, if a jerk came around and said, hey, I've misjudged you, if that's what happened. Yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously the dial, like obviously they're having to fudge the dialogue. Of course. But. Yeah, but yeah, if you're if you're watching it and you're going, ah, I would have rather, you know, I would have rather, I th- I think it'd be more interesting mm-hmm. if it happened this way. And you're like, okay, well, yeah, maybe, but mm-hmm. it's not the it's not the tale we're telling. <laughs> One thing, it's more of a comment, and I feel like there, I, I'm actually curious if just historically this is a thing, but this is another World War II film with a romance branching off blood donation. Oh yeah, this is the only. And, it's the like we're all here today because of, <laughs> like, because our great grandparents donated blood and that. Yeah, to, yeah, no hundred. Like I guess that like I'm I'm curious like if that was a, like a thing like hey that nurse is cute I'm gonna donate some blood, that's my wife. Right, but, I don't know. Yeah, or if it Have, like I'm wondering uh, if if that happened or like a lot or if that's just like a trope or a cliche that war films use just because it's convenient right i mean you're a healthcare professional have you ever drawn blood from from your wife uh let me answer you this i've not been in the second world war no but that's not what i'm asking have you have you ever have you ever <laughs> have you ever helped your wife donate blood no you should try it apparently i it could be a mm. thing you could like your relationship could reach all new depths. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, totally could, I don't man. Know. Hmm. It happened in Hollywood and it happened in real life. That's true. Well, I look you like it. You well, I look like yourself. Andrew if I do things that he did cuz if so I'm down. Don't yeah, I was going to say don't you wish you did cuz even when he gets the hell beaten out of him, his <laughs> right. hair looks great. Yes, like dude, his hair was on point in this. Yeah. Film. Yeah. Um, uh so, so something really fascinating yeah uh i was watching a documentary not a documentary documentary is the wrong word unless Mm. by documentary unless we have recently changed the word documentary to mean interview in which case i did mean to say documentary oh okay did that did that happen did we Mm. did we recently change the meaning of the word documentary it's pending but no no changes have occurred okay so for now uh it was an interview sure that I was watching with Mel Gibson. So obviously like when you set out to direct a film like this, you spend Mm. a lot of time studying the source material. Mm. Um, So Mel Gibson learned a lot about Desmond Doss. Interesting. Um, Excuse me. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so he says in this interview, he's like, there, there were so many things 
that we left out of this movie. So many things mm. that Desmond did. So many, so many additional heroic moments mm. that that we intentionally left out of this movie because had we included them, the audience would have stopped buying it. They would have been like, mm. okay, right. And he said, but but like one hundred percent true. Desmond says it. Several eyewitnesses, which is like it, it's it's fact that he like at wow. one point he like at one point Desmond's been like shot with a sniper by a sniper and he's on a gurney what? being pulled away right. and they're passing, uh, they're passing another wounded guy and Desmond makes them stop and take him off the gurney and put the other wounded guy on the gurney and take him first. Hmm. And then in the process of like crawling away, Desmond gets shot like two more times <sighs> and saves somebody else. Like, crazy crazy stuff Mm. that mel gibson's like yeah had we had we included half of it Mm. you it would have seemed like we were just making stuff up would have seemed too farcical yeah wow but it but it all did actually happen yeah this guy was a legend he's yeah like i i I don't even know how i don't even know how to express it yeah It's, it's he is he is the definition of a hero. Yes. Um, so the one thing I do want to just, we've talked about Saving Private Ryan. I think I just want to make a couple mentions about why I think Saving Private Ryan is still a touch above this film. I would rather watch Saving Private Lion. If that's a film. <laughs> if there's a film where they're like, the circus is closing. Right. <laughs> And the mama lion's being released back into the savannah. Right. <laughs> well, we can't send her out there without her son. Right. Whoa, where's her? Where? Where's the cub lion? Wow, he's <laughs> serving in Germany right now. We got to go in and get him. <laughs> and the whole film is about them going in and like transporting a war lion, which isn't even a thing, but it's, it sounds it'd amazing. It'd be kind of like War Horse mixed with Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Lion. Yeah. Ooh. Let's do it. Ooh. Let's make a film this summer. Do you think that's do you think that's a different enough title that we could get away with it? I th- or is there do you think there's like copyright? I, no, yeah, you probably I, totally mm, could. I think we can. You totally can cuz there's all kinds of like yeah. you know, when they like make a spoof film and they only change it by like right. you know. Right. Saving Private Brian and you could totally <laughs> you could totally do it. Right. Right. So ultimately um, you know, you made a point about the opening scene. I do find the Omaha Beach uh, D-Day scene just a touch better. Just the suspense and the emotion and the gravity to me is communicated a bit more. Generally, I'll say this, both films do this, not just Saving Private Ryan, but both films do portray kind of the humanity of the war. So depicting people's fears, convictions, motivations, Uh, that I'll say happens in both films. But what I specifically like about the making of the film or what the filming process with Saving Private Ryan and how it translated to a better film, just there were a lot of different techniques and filmmaking kind of processes that that they use, like just with different extractions of color, different angles used, different you know lack of movement so there was no blurs in various scenes or in action sequences is what i'm trying to say uh and it just resulted in like a very effective image there's 
what separated from the the battle scene in Hacksaw Ridge and Saving Private Ryan, Saving Private Ryan, the Omaha Beach, it's just so crisp. I feel like the dirt and the sand is exploding and I might get hit by it. Like that that was the difference with me. When I was watching I wish you would. When I was watching Hack, I kinda wish you would. When I was watching Hacksaw Ridge, I was amazed by the heroism and I was going, Holy crow, this is horrific, this is crazy. But I didn't feel as immersed as with when I when you just start saving Private Ryan for the first time and it just blows you away. Like you feel like you're there. And and something else with Saving Private Ryan, there, there's like a whole grocery list. I, I'm limiting it to two more things. There were times of epic proportion where the film has a fantastic soundtrack, but there was absent of soundtrack. And it was used to magnify scenes. There's there's just so many different techniques. And something that was impossible with Hacksaw Ridge, but something that's very cool about Saving Private Ryan, was it came out 20... 20- plus years ago so it was at a Mm. time when there were still quite a few veterans from that war alive and it had quite a ripple effect that Hacksaw Ridge couldn't have just because it came out and there were less survivors but when uh, Saving Private Ryan came out there was such a ripple effect from all the veterans who stormed the beaches on D-Day going holy shoot that was just like the day that was just like the morning in June when I stormed the beaches. Like there were people that said I was there. This film was the next closest thing. And uh, I just think Save It Private Ryan is just a hair better. That's, that's what it comes down to. Hmm. I, I would go so far as to say. Sure. That I would in exchange for a longer version of Hacksaw Ridge, okay. I would gladly wipe Saving Private Ryan from existence. <laughs> I love both. I like both films. <laughs> oh, I'm sending. I'm sending you. I'm sending you a picture right now. I'm sending okay. you a picture of Desmond Doss. Okay. And I want you to open it because I just think this is one more incredible, mm, like, right. How yeah. much does that look like Andrew Garfield? It does. It does. Like to me, that's to me that's really cool. Yeah, is that they, you know, that they weren't just like, ah, oh, Andrew Garfield's a great actor. <laughs> sure. Right. Let's give him this plastic surgery, and then he'll really <laughs> look like. Yeah, I think but. I think. I think we just have to agree to disagree. We both have different preferences for our favorite World War II film, and that's okay. Hmm. Oh, this isn't my, my... I mean, my favorite World War II film by far is... Uh, I was I was trying to think of something, like, really farcical, <laughs> but I can't think... The only other one that popped into my head is, like... Uh, yeah. The only <laughs> other one that popped into my head is Pearl Harbor, and I'm like, but that's a great film. I don't want to riff on that. Okay, fair enough. Same with same with Empire of the Sun. Oh, like neither so of those good. deserve to be so good. Empire of the Sun scoffed at is fantastic. Mm, yeah, very good. good. What I what would you give it on? What what? Hey, hey, hey. I'd give it with my scale. I give it a seven point seven out of ten. So it's still 
reaches the highest level that it can get, which is I'd pay money to see it in theaters. Um, with Marshall's scale, it fared a touch better. It got an 8 out of 10. So regardless, I still think, even though I like Saving Private Ryan far more, it, re- it made my top 10 films, I still think Hacksaw Ridge is a good film. Mm. Cool. Yeah, what would you give it? Uh, so I give it a 9.5 out of 10. Cool, okay. And earlier this week, mm-hmm. Marshall inboxed me with a whole breakdown of how to use his scale. Oh, good call, Marshall. Sorry, I have never, I have not really gotten around to actually like breaking no. it down with you. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Marshall's Marshall's a friend, and so I think that that's sure. maybe the difference. Yeah. Is that he's <laughs> he does friend things. <laughs> He picks up the ball uh, when business yes. partners, at best, right. drop the ball. They, um, yeah. And on Marshall's list, sure. it got a nine, just because Marshall's list doesn't really allow for decimals. Sure. Okay. Um. So I got a nine. Cool. But but I still I kind of felt like on his list it was between a nine and and a ten. That's so fair. that still arrives at nine point five for yeah. me. No, that's very cool. Yeah, definitely watch it. If you if, if people haven't seen it, mm-hmm. watch it. Yep. I think that's something, um, you know, regardless of who you side with here. And mm-hmm. it's not really. I mean, we're not we're not really we're not debating each other. We're just we're no. expressing opinions. Uh, that's it. You, you you would say it's definitely worth a watch, though. If you haven't oh, seen yeah. it, it's a must. It's a must with, watch. With the disclaimer that yes, like m- many war films, there's quite a few graphic scenes. There's intense scenes, so obviously go into it with that in mind. There's intense scenes. <laughs> too no, too soon. Sorry, that was bad. That, that was, was bad. bad. That was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just I'm just gonna flat out say it. This was a big week. You had four films to watch. <laughs> yes, and yes, and you know, so you had to watch the film. We both had four films. We to both. Watch, but you yes. had to watch. You had to watch the film from mm. the previous week, which you yes. had not watched. Yes, you had actually. This was a five film week. Mm. Holy crap! So you had to watch the film from the previous week, which you hadn't watched. Yep. The previous recommendation. Sure. You had to watch last week's recommendation. Yep. You had to watch Hacksaw Ridge. Yes. You had to watch a movie to recommend to me. Yes. And earlier this week, we released our 1967 Casino Royale James <sighs> Bond episode. And so you also had to watch that. Right. Now. Oh, my goodness. If in those seven days, you didn't manage to watch all five films. And I know that you've watched at least two of them. Right. So what's in question right now is the remaining three. I will be sorely disappointed only because <laughs> you'll be breaking, you'll be setting a new bad record. Right. Where for the third week, now, like the weeks, the weeks will just get harder on you. Oh, for sure. Now, you've, you've had a load on your on your plate too because you actually also didn't watch one, one week's recommendations. Oh, yeah. I had to watch five as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I did, just so you know. Okay. All Just right. before you announce whether or not you succeeded, <laughs> yeah, I succeeded. Okay, all right. So, 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 w- let that weigh down on you as you as you move into this. What'd you watch this week? Well, good sir, let's just say I watched quite a few films this week. Some might Atta say boy. all of them. So, 
there's I'm going to go with the two recommendations that I had to watch from previous weeks, and then I'll get into what right. you're watching this week. The one, okay. there's not much to say, was actually the most recent one was Pokemon Detective Pikachu with Ryan Reynolds from 2019. I, it's about time. <laughs> that's what I made you watch. No. See what I did? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, that's good. Um, I, I, I really have nothing to say. You told me just to brew up a bowl of popcorn and watch and enjoy yep. it. And that's what I did. It's a fun film. Yep. Uh, it's fun. Would not, would not be the same or as desirable if Ryan Reynolds was not in it. No. Um, but for Which what, I think is what I said. Which is exactly what you said. And, uh, you know, I, I gave it probably a five or a six out of 10 on Marshall scale. I just refinished watching it, so I didn't have time to do it on my scale. So it's just kind of like in the middle of, of a, like it's a mid-ground film. Wasn't amazing, wasn't bad, was definitely worth a view, and was just, hey, I'm going to pop this f- film on and it's fun, and that's what it was. Okay, but the true question here mm-hmm. is the reason you were delayed in watching that is because your wife really wanted to watch it. Right. Was she was she disappointed or was she... I think she was about the same with me. It was more just, hey, this was a fun film. It has Pokemon, which we both, I think she was a bit more into it than I was, but we both were raised in a time where Pokemon was one of those fads that our circles were into. So it has that aspect. And then it's also just kind of- it still is now though, man. Like you've got Pokemon Go and you've got- it's, Apparently it never. It I never shouldn't really call died it. A, out. It shouldn't be called a fad. Actually, that's a misnomer because it's still. It's just a thing. But yeah, we we both had the Pokemon background a little bit, so that played into hey, that's just fun, and just Ryan Reynolds is comedic. He's entertaining. It's just again, it's an it's just a fun, enjoyable film, and yeah. for what it is, right? Yeah, yeah. The other film. The mo- the one that I was supposed to watch and I hadn't, but now I did, was Jack from 1996. Mm. It's a film with, uh, what's that, in Robin Williams, I believe his name is. Yep. One thing I want to say before I get into it, and I actually want to get into this because you'll see. There's there's a dance scene, and for anyone who's seen The Irishman, it's called the scene Robin Williams is dancing with uh, a woman, and the song is called In the Still of the Night, and now all I think about when I hear that song is The Irishman. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, listen. Uh, what I'll say about Jack... Discla- wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Okay, I'm listening. <laughs> Disclaimer. Th- this is a film in the 90s, so... There's some low points, you know, as a film has peaks and valleys, there's some low points. There's some aspects of this film that's obviously intended for children and it's from the 90s. So there's some aspects that are just a little dated or a little juvenile, granted. Like farting into a can. Sure. Yes. That, precisely. But, but, but Robin Williams just overall, holy crow. If you watch this movie with dry eyes, you're a monster. Oh, okay. You know what? I'm going to label what you said about Saving Private Ryan and you'd give that up for more a longer Hacksaw Ridge. Like, I'm going to label that as a hot take. Are you ready for a hot take here? Oh, yeah. Hot take me. I Take me hot. I, I would... I don't want to mirror your hot take just by, like, photocopying it. But what I'm going to say is 
I think I like Jack or I find some of the themes in Jack. I would take that over Hook. Ooh. And so and, and so the reason I'm saying that is just Robin Williams in this film first of all. He's so immensely talented. He's portraying if, if you for those who haven't seen this film, he's portraying a 10-year-old within a 40-year-old's body. And just his actions, his facial expressions, his mannerisms, like everything Robin Williams does throughout the whole film, I'm never questioning Oh, that's Robin Williams acting as a child. I am like I am in belief that that is a child in mm, a yeah. more mature body. But the reason I took I did that hot takery is this film hits on so so many sincere human experiences, like just juvenile innocence and growing up. The stages of parenting where they show the mother and then, you know, she's basically lived with Jack exclusively. And then when he finally is able to leave the house and make friends, it shows her no longer being needed. And just the concept of aging and the concept of using what time you have. There are there is so much in this film to chew on. And you said it. If you walk out of it with a dry eye, you've missed the bar. You've missed the point. The only thing I'm going to say about your hot take sure. is I feel like I feel like saying that you enjoy Jack potentially more than you enjoy Hook mm-hmm. is a bolder statement. Okay. A way bolder statement. Sure. Than me saying that I enjoy Hacksaw more than Saving Private Ryan. Hmm. Like I, I I feel like yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, I, sure. I just, I feel like that's, that's big. That's like. Yeah. And you know, you know what probably plays into it? And I have to be honest here. I've seen Jack as a child. I never saw sure. Hook as a child. So, sure. so there could be some things that were playing into that. When I watched Hook, it was just as an analytical adult that said, this is what it is. It's a good film, but you know, like I, I haven't grown up with it per se. Right. Yeah. Okay. No, seriously, this film, I had not seen it since it was in the 1990s, but it's it's just so good. And I think Forgotten were the the great kind of surrounding cast, whether it actually like J-Lo, mm. Mr. Crosby, unfortunately, who's a good actor, just not such a good dude. And Do, do you not, while you're watching this and mm. you see Bill Cosby, do you mm. not think to yourself, gosh, like why? Why did you have to be... Mm-hmm. Yes. A monster. It's because you're so yeah lovable on yes. screen. Yes, you're so wonderful. You do that does come to mind. Screen. You're like, why? Why did you throw it all away? Why wow! Did by you... this point, he'd already like he was. And that's the crazy thing is, yeah. by the time they filmed this, he was already yeah. doing very Sad. shady stuff. Sadly, but even and even the lesser known, but the parents are fantastic. Jack's parents are fantastic. So. This film... How about that Halloween party at the beginning? <laughs> yeah. God, that looked fun. It did. Yeah. Halloween parties just aren't a thing. Let's... As soon as... Okay. Mm-hmm. The first Halloween, once COVID is over, over, sure. and we can have, like, yep. a bunch of people together. Sure. Let's have let's have a movie man Halloween party Ooh. where we invite all our friends yeah. and everyone has to come dressed up as a character from one of their favorite movies. I'm sold. That sounds right? dope. And we'll just eat a bunch of candy. Yeah. And maybe maybe make some like 
movie themed Halloween treats. Sure. Like, yeah. We'll, you know, we'll pick some stuff from, from, you know, we'll have like blue milk from star Wars and stuff like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so with Jack, I gave it an 8.8 .8 out of 10 on my scale and on Marshall's scale, I wasn't sure. I kind of either gave it a seven or an eight. Regardless, uh, solid film, solid recommend. Glad I rewatched it. If you have, so it was. If it you, was a little lower on Marshall scale. It was, and, and I'm surprised. And it, that's just what the, the hell's way wrong with Jack Marshall? <laughs> Damn it, Marshall! What do you got against? It's not, a good film. Not only am I happy that you recommended it to me, I want to speak out to the audience. Give this, give it the trailer review. Give the synopsis of you. I'd recommend you should check it out. Do it. Right. Do it up. All right. The only other, <laughs> the only other film I watched this week was actually a film I watched with Jesse and Marshall, actually. Um, mm. So if the this guy is... that doesn't like Jack. <laughs> so this film, I'm going to, I know what will happen. So it's going to be a film that, you know, with other films, there's a chance you might absolutely love it. There's a chance you might absolutely hate it. With this film, I know what's going to happen. You're just going to watch it. When it's done, you're going to take the VHS out of the machine and go on with your life. That's all that's going to happen. You're not going to say this is my mm. favorite film. You're not going to say it sucks. It's just you're going to watch it, and that's it. I'm so ready for this. Paddington 2. Let's do it. <laughs> let's freaking do it, man. On As a side note, we really do kind of have to acknowledge that film at some point. No, no, no. We can't watch it. We can never, ever watch Paddington 2. Yeah. I mean, I'm not opposed. It's, that's Pandora's box. Don't, don't. You, we just can't go anywhere near that. I'm not opposed to, like, I, I'm okay with it, never watching it. I feel like I will forever enjoy it more if it's a mystery. Yeah, but it's also kind of angering just to not know, like, maybe it is top 10 worthy or top 100 worthy for the 2010s. But maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, the film I'm watching, it's a comedy. So either you're going to laugh a bit or you're not going to laugh a bit. And then you'll just turn it off and walk away. So it's a comedy that stars Sam Rockwell. It stars okay. uh, one half of The Flight of the Concords. It has Amy Ryan... Prop, which which would be Jermaine Clement. Yes. Because he's the only one that really has a career outside of yeah. Flight of the Concords. Yeah. And it has Will Fort. Uh, so the film, oh. the film is called Don Verdine. Okay. And it, it, it's just going to be a film that you watch. You either enjoy it or you don't, and you'll walk away from it. I think I would have enjoyed it more if it had been a little bit more funny. But it had some. What's it called? Don D O N, Verdeen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don Verdeen. It's from 2015. Oh uh, yeah, no, I don't watch films from that year. <laughs> uh, what 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 did you watch this week? Man, I watched all the friggin' films. I watched um, <laughs> like so many. I it watched. Uh, it really is. Uh, um, 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 I watched About Time. It's about time. It's good. It's it's a film that doesn't. You have to really be in the right mood for it. It's sure. got some really funny moments. It's got. 
it's got sort of a make you think vibe to it. Sure. Uh, like it's got some, some big existential questions. Oh yeah. Um, but it's, it's one of those films for me that has a really weird layout. Mm. Like it doesn't feel like it's got a definitive beginning, middle, then a climax and a resolution. Mm. Like it's, it's, it's kind of just a story. Sure. It's kind of just, it feels like, yeah. It feels kind of like if you were to take a big story, if mm. you were to take an hour and a half movie mm-hmm. and zoom in on 20 minutes of that movie and <laughs> and put it under a microscope and, and, and expand it so that that was an hour and a half long. Sure. Um, does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? Kind of like, like kind of like, and I, and I'm not I'm not even going to use this in a negative way, but kind mm. of like Lost in Translation. Oh, you dog. Lost in Translation doesn't have a sure. beginning, middle, and an end. Right. I mean, it does from a <laughs> from a timestamp. I think what standpoint. you're trying to say is, if you were watching a film about seven days of the week, the film focuses randomly on Tuesday for no specific reason, but that's just one segment that you watched. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but it's good. It was my second viewing of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love him. Oh yeah, he's he's good in everything. Oh yeah, uh, you know I he's think... one of the better parts of the Last Jedi. Ye- well, there's not a lot of good parts, and he might be one of the few. Yeah, yeah. So I, I like it. I, it's a film I've seen twice, and I I, I want to feed on your point you have to be in the right mood for the film because it's just interesting you said that the first time i watched it my wife and i watched it and said hey there you go booba there you go it's good enough when i watched it recently my wife had tried to watch it on her own again and she stopped about 30 minutes in and she's like yeah i'm not i don't really like this film and i said oh okay sure and i watched it again and i absolutely adored it and i think i liked it more than i than i did the first time so it's interesting how Ooh, mood that's going to cause a rift <laughs> no that's what i'm saying it's interesting how mood can influence uh just polar polar opposite polar opposite outcomes right oh totally 100% Hundred percent. And uh, one more thing: that oh scene where he sees that his father, and he knows you—you you know that scene. That that there's some powerful scenes. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, oh, oh I know that scene. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, yeah. The the next film I watched yep. is called The Usual Suspects. Right. Yes. Um, it's a great film. It is interesting. I know. I I can I can see why it's a classic. Hmm. Uh, the only thing I'm going to disagree with you, sir, is what? that Kevin Pollack is not one of the largest names. Kevin Pollack is like the best part of this film. He's the what? Best part of the film. <laughs> which which can be said of everything that Kevin Pollack is in. He's so good, man. But anyways, okay. it's good. It's, it is. You know, I'm I'm glad I watched it. Sure. I probably won't probably won't buy it. No. Probably. I, mean, I don't need a copy of it on my shelf. Yeah, no. Uh, but it's good. It's fun. Mm. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the final movie I watched, mm. I watched because of our review of Casino Royale. Huh. I, and is this my recommendation? Yes, this is, this is the film you have to watch. Mm. 
Uh, it's a 19... Uh, what year did it come out? 1968? Uh, What's that? I, I take your recommendation seriously, but I'm just... I, I hope... I'm just... I'm cautiously a little nervous. So this is this is an iconic film. Iconic film from the iconic. 60s. So it's got a 7.6 on IMDb. Okay. That's it solid. Has a, it, it has a critic score of 82 on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. And an audience score of 88. Hmm. Wow. Um, it's got Peter Sellers in it. And so that's what oh. he's the Pink Panther guy. And he's the guy that played uh, Evelyn Tremble. Yep. In Casino Royale. Right. Yep. Um, and and this is, so this is a film that is by no means politically correct by today's standards. <laughs> sure. Um, and so th- there's a scene in Casino Royale where uh, Peter Sellers, he does a bunch of different accents in it. Mm. And there's a scene where he does a, like a, an Indian East Indian accent. Sure. Uh, and, and which harkened me back to this film hmm. where for the entire film, so he's an English actor, yep. um, but he plays an East Indian gentleman in the film. Hmm. Um, and the movie's called the party. Oh, um, hmm. and it's 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 really funny. You gotta you have to like okay. be go into it ready for a laugh. Okay. It's kind of it's kind of British humor, sure, mixed with you know it's well it's like sixties British humor. Yeah, um, but it's so funny. And sure. he so the reason why it's not politically correct is because he's a he's a yeah he's an English actor who does a East Indian accent, oh, and okay. they 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 put some makeup on him to make him look like he's East Indian. Oh, he plays sure. an East Indian guy. Yep. Right. So, which I don't know if that's black face or if it's brown face. I don't, right. I don't know all the terminology for that, but sure. by today's standards, totally unacceptable. For sure. Um, but for the time, wasn't an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's a totally funny film. Um, and yeah, like maybe not, again, and and not funny, haha, like today's standards. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, go into it. This is a '60s comedy. Sure. Um, and and yeah, and just appreciate appreciate it. It's kind of like sketch comedy. Like you have mm. to just appreciate his performance. Sure. Right. The same way that you'd go in and you'd laugh at Mr. Bean. Right. That it's really right. about it's not it's not so much the script. It's just his performance. It's the ridiculousness of the film itself, of what's happening. Mm. Um, but yeah, 1968, The Party with Peter Sellers. Cool. I'll check it out. I'm, I'm actually mildly, uh, like, I'm quite curious now. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Cool. So Well, I think that about wraps it up. So I It's been think, weeks since we've given a shout out. Well, let's give, I, can I, I've got some special ones in mind, actually. Ah. <sighs> Yeah. The first is friend of the show, Nate Grunman. Looking at you. Looking at you, ma'am. The second friend of the show, just as equally friend of the show, uh, but in a different way because she's not the exact same person, but uh, Daphne Kirkpatrick. Mm. Mm -hmm. They're both. I I don't know why. I don't don't know why. (laughs) They're both the same. That didn't me from a flavor standpoint. I was like, but "Mm." different. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Right. So uh, we want to thank them because they are tier four Patreon supporters and it's time for the monthly shout out. So we want to thank you so much for supporting our show. And here's looking at you, kid. Z. Kids. Kids. Kid. Plural. Yeah. Say, it, say it four times. Doesn't yeah. get better. Uh, <laughs> so they, it, it, like, I mean, man, tier four. Mm-hmm. Which means every time they vote for a film, each vote counts as five. Mm-hmm. Which is huge. Oh yeah, it's so big. Like it is. so much so that like when we release four options mm-hmm. and one of them votes for a film that I don't want them to vote for, <laughs> I'm like, ugh, <laughs> we're gonna end up doing that one. Like it's there's mm. so much power. Yeah. Yes. In being a tier four supporter. So if there's anyone that despises Brady out there, this but is your support way. Support us on Patreon. But support us on Patreon and even you will at, make him at, squirm. Even at tier two, if you give us $3 a month, mm-hmm. $3 a month, mm-hmm. all of your votes become worth three. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is mighty powerful if you vote across all the ways that you can vote. Yes. Gives you lots of power. And that's a good segue because you can follow us on all our different platforms, which the links are below on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Please like, follow, subscribe if you haven't all done so already. And also in the links below, you can check out that Patreon page to look at the different tiers, what each tier includes, and what power you get for, by being in said tiers. Exactly. If you listen to our show and you aren't following us on social media, mm-hmm. uh, that means you're not voting on our votes you're not Mm -hmm. you're not having a say in what we're going to watch next which means you're allowing other people to decide your fate don't let other people decide and follow us yeah don't let other people decide your life you decide your destiny 100 percent but regardless thank you for listening Mm. and we'll see you next week well we won't see you we'll see you in spirit you and you won't see us. No. And we, we won't, won't even s- talk with you. We'll kind of talk at you. <laughs> it's kind of, we just kind of, it's kind of like a weekly arrangement where you mm. shut up and listen for an hour and a half. Yeah. But you should still show up. So please come. Yeah.